everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. And today we are talking 2022 animation. Uh, this is a little bit late in coming to y'all, but I hope you enjoy it. And I uh, was like previewing what's coming up in the year. Hopefully this year will be like a teensy bit more stable than the last two years, but we'll see. Uh, but uh, I flipped to Rachel Wagner and Larry's here with me. Hi. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me on for this. Yeah, thanks for coming. We always have such a, a good time together, and hopefully, maybe sometime this year we can we can actually get together like we have, we've done in the past. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Just, maybe I feel better about every time I try to travel for an event or something, it ends up getting canceled, yeah. and then I'm just kind of there. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you know, maybe maybe this year's the year. Fingers crossed. Talk about. Uh, since we are late in this, there were three releases yes. in January. I've only watched one of them uh, behind because of Sundance. Uh, but we have Holto Transylvania, Transformania, which if people want to hear our detailed thoughts on, you can check out the Fran cast because yeah. of Fran's Dresher's involvement. We did a deep dive basically into that movie. Uh, you should check it out. But uh, but yeah, it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 It finally released. Uh, it was like the everlasting question mark of when this thing is actually yeah. debuting. <laughs> and I stand for Blobby. Yeah. <laughs> Blobby was the best. That that joke made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I love that. That was so good. Uh, so and then we have Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Uh, so this just premiered on Disney Plus yesterday. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Oh. It looks really bad. The animation yeah, looks terrible. Uh, I thought it was a series at first. So I was a little I bit forgiving because I thought it was a series. And I was like, yeah. okay, I can understand the animation isn't great. And then it was like, no, it's it's a film just on Disney Plus. And I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a series too. I agree. And I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't really like Buck Wild that much as a character. <laughs> So I mean, it doesn't excite me that much. When are we going to let the Ice Age films just rest? When it, I mean, Disney, just let them go. You absorbed Blue Sky. Just let them go. This is, let this be the farewell. Yeah. The cast isn't sad. even in. Ray Romano's not, you know, like, it's like, let it go. It makes me sad because basically Ice Age was the thing that kind of kept, kept Blue Sky going. And then yeah. so for it to be kind of, I know it's a legacy when they had so many fun films. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I just hope that they don't have the Neil deGrasse Tyson weasel in the movie. <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah. Mm. So please. Uh, anyway, not that excited for this one. Uh, we will have like one to four excitement levels. So okay. I would give this a one. Yeah, this is a one. I'm one. not excited like <laughs> not at all. Excited. Um, so then there's the house. This also came out this week. I haven't had a chance to see it. Uh, I saw the trailer. Uh, it's an anthology uh, film uh, across different eras. A poor family, an anxious developer, and a fed up landlady become tied to the same mysterious house in this animated dark comedy. What do you do? You think? Did you see the trailer for this? I haven't seen the trailer. I actually didn't know much about it until I was kind of looking up uh, the animated films of the year. Is it has really good reviews, um, and it it looks cool. And that yeah. kind of an animated anthology 
uh, is an interesting, I always like when animation gets to be a part of something a little bit different and we don't really get too many anthologies for our animation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely was intrigued as soon as I found out about it. I, yeah, I'm actually shocked, especially from Netflix that I haven't really seen much about it, but yeah. Um, and I love the fact that Netflix is becoming this sort of home for stop motion yeah. animation. Yes. I, they had two shorts, uh, uh, over the holidays, uh, Robin, Robin, which was so cute. You totally, even though you're not a Christmas person, it's so cute. It's about a bird that gets raised by mice. And so he thinks he's a mouse. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i loved it and, uh, and then they also had a sean the sheep christmas short uh in december which was really cute because sean can't help but be adorable um, yeah <laughs> it's called when sean is the wallace the... and gromit movie coming to netflix i believe so i think so yeah, yeah. yeah and the chicken run definitely is and chicken run yeah i i just appreciate because i read netflix has a thing of like they they have a six feature film like requirement so every year they're going to be releasing at least six feature animated films to netflix whether acquired or from netflix studios yeah um and i as much as grief as i know i give uh streaming <laughs> for their output uh some of that other stuff netflix be putting out every time i watch a like netflix original type of movie i'm always like mm. <laughs> uh this is why i don't watch too many of these you mean um, he's all that didn't do for you <laughs> you and i didn't I, watch that oh my gosh <laughs> what a mistake of life um but but they do provide for a chance for really interesting stuff and i think particularly right now with netflix yeah we get stuff like that weird extinct donut animal movie you know coming out which i just skipped i couldn't get myself to watch it when i was getting ready to do my animation ranking i was like you know what no we're good i don't need to see it. <laughs> um but it also opens up and allows for you know, the Mitchells versus the machines to yeah. come forward. It allows for these really interesting projects. Like you said, so much stop motion has been coming here. And, you know, Leica has been the the ma major studio. And we see that obviously theatrically, Leica just, Leica just bleeds money. Um, so to have yeah. a place for them to to go and have a streaming service that's willing to finance them or willing to pick yeah. them up from studios is really great. Yeah, I ask in, in my female film crit critics panel, I, t I typically ask, are you optimistic about the state of cinema or pessimistic? And it, it might sound, I don't know, strange to be optimistic in this day and age with, you know, theaters closing and stuff like that. But I think there is room for a little bit of optimism that that like mid-range drama, mid-budget drama has a spot for it that it wouldn't have had before. And also, you know, sort of more niche things like you're saying with stop motion animation or, you know, sort of smaller projects that there is a kind of a place for those things that for a long time was just only during Oscar season was the only time that you got like a mid-budget drama <laughs> at the theaters you know so yeah. i think that is it is exciting and and especially 
with Ardman, you know, that uh, they had just such good films and nobody saw them. Nobody watched them, which was so sad. And so now there's a spot for them, which makes me happy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I definitely want to check out The House, even though I I wasn't really aware of it until yeah. recently. Uh, I'd say probably like a three. It sounds yeah, same with really me. interesting. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three. Uh, and so then we have turning red all the way until March before we get something new, which is crazy. Uh, and I think two is primed to just bump them numbers up, <laughs> even going to streaming. Yeah, like... it just it just opened in uh, England, uh, in UK, and I, one of my friends was showing every seat in the theater. Practically, I saw it. So they did like that preview day in November where you could just buy the tickets and go yeah my theater was packed for that unfortunately they couldn't unlock the film so we were waiting there for like 45 minutes uh, after showtime a family filled movie like of <laughs> kids everywhere i was like this is not the movie to have problems having these kids try to be patient um <laughs> but yeah. yeah our theater was packed <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i have to give i give a lot of flack to Lumination for their lack of originality. I, I feel like they're sort of the McDonald's of animation. You know, they, they produce like somewhat tasty, but uh, movies you will they never take any kind of risk, right? Yeah. But that are popular and, and, and they make a lot of money. Uh, but <laughs> they are such a well-run company. They know how to make money on, they keep the budgets low. They keep the, they, they pr promote their films very well. And, uh, I, I just, I do admire that. And I, I went to, went to, I watched a panel at Annecy last year of, uh, illumination and it did seem, I mean, they're obviously trying to make it seem like an incredible place to work, but they were effective because I was like, wow, that's impressive. Like <laughs> the way I was like, oh, it made me feel more, uh, positive about yeah uh, about illumination uh, but if they are an impressive company just from a yeah. A, yeah i mean and you know of course raya was one of the very first movies coming back so you know that they disney had like a struggle to get yeah. raya in theaters and actually profitable but Encanto just over november was the biggest animated release and so for them to beat out you know Pixar and Disney in a year and everybody else with yeah. Sing 2. I mean, that is very impressive. And they released it, of course, right at Christmas time, which is a great time for them mm -hmm. to release this film. But in a, in a void, uh, they literally have three months, basically, as the only animated offering on the market until yeah. Turning Red finally comes out and now is still streaming. So I mean, it'll probably, I don't know if it'll still be in theaters at that point, but um, I mean, it just turned out to be a, a yeah. great spot to release their true. film. It's true. But we have Turning Red on the 11th. It's a 13-year-old girl named May Lee turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. Of course, we got the announcement that this was going to be a Disney Plus exclusive. And I kind of understand why they did. I don't like that they did it, but I understand why, first of all, when you see uh, how much, uh, how many views Luca got well over like 2 billion more than the, than the next uh, com competitor. And uh, which was uh, Moana surprisingly, 
that that surprised me. Moana, two years in a row at number two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it surprised me that Luca did so much better because it is kind of a little bit of a, a, a slower, like it's not a jam back action movie. So I was kind of surprised that it did so much better than, you know, it's, it's, uh, than everybody else um, i'm also really interested to see like i don't think we have the data obviously for that and it came out so late in the year for like encanto because i feel like it did okay you know it did well well enough in yeah. theaters but the life encanto has taken on since it debuted on disney plus i mean it just yeah. turned into like pretty much this like little animated phenomenon like that's all anybody mm-hmm. talks about the songs have blown up on the yeah. charts like it ever since it debuted on the streaming service it's just went it's gotten so much bigger than it did upon yeah. its theatric release well and i have to say i felt so vindicated because we walked out of of encanto my i was there with my friend jen and stanford and I was like, man, we talk about Bruno that we don't talk about Bruno. That is such a good song. I was like dancing. I'm like, this is, and they were like, you're weird. That wasn't that great of a song. And I'm like, no, you wait and see. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am weird, but that song is going to be a hit. And it was <laughs> number two on billboard right now. Be let it go. I felt be, so smart. I mean, that, that was and I have to say, the funny thing about we don't talk about Bruno, I think, is that par- that's what's different is parents, I think, are helping to really fuel. We don't talk yeah, about Bruno, that's true. whereas I think Let It Go was mostly kids because uh, parents got so sick of it or whatever. <laughs> now I think parents are right there helping push yeah. them and service pressure just broke into the top 10 as well. Yeah, that made me happy For too. an animated film to have two songs in the top 10 of the Billboard chart is... Yeah, crazy. But (laughs) I'm the only thing I'm discouraged about, and it's been the topic, is that Disney seems to only be doing this with Pixar films, Uh, and they've become the streaming brand at this point. It seems like Soul. We all understood it was in the middle of a pandemic. What are they going to do? So Soul, okay, yeah. Then though, they release Raya into theaters and on Disney Plus Premium, and then Mm -hmm. for Luca, they go back to Cruella. Streaming only. Corella also gets both a theatrical and Disney Plus, you know, premiere. And then Luca's for free again. And then you're like, oh, and then we get Encanto back into movie theaters. And yeah. then Turning Red goes back into streaming for free. So it just feels like that's why it feels targeted toward Pixar. And that's why people are like, what is going on over at Disney? Because they're not getting like Cruella in my eyes seemed like a good streaming option because I feel like people weren't really all that I don't know we're sick of these live action movies I enjoyed Corella enough but same. it seemed like a good option to be like mm, let's just put it straight to Disney plus yeah um, I think the way that they're seeing it first of all you have the great views from Luca but then also the fact they just don't have hardly anything coming to Disney plus well. exclusive in this whole like six months of 2022 I mean we did our preview uh, me and Ryan, uh, just of uh, January and February, and there was only Buck Wild. That was it. I mean, they have Eternals coming, but that's you know already been released, so it's not exclusive. I mean, yeah. they they don't even have. I mean, they have got the Boba Fett show, uh, but they don't have anything until Moon Knight. I don't Moon think Knight. that's a like serious release. And last year, when you think yeah. of it, they had WandaVision right now. They had mm. you know like a bunch of stuff and. 
And so they are really hurting for content. And one of my friends was saying, oh, well, you know, it was hard to film or whatever in 2021. And I'm thinking Hallmark literally made 47 Christmas movies in 2021. Well, the thing, I mean, yes, you I have mean, to you're have... telling me the Disney, I mean, <sighs> which is like way bigger than anything Crown Media is. Couldn't pump out some just like movies to have on- for streaming. Like yeah, that's the other thing as well, you know, they the, let's not say Disney is above pumping out random content yeah. for streaming home alone or home sweet home or whatever right. that was come on uh <laughs> they will pump out some mess to dump onto streaming service uh, so they could also with animation yes you know it takes time obviously to animate the film itself but covid it's very easy to remote in right. the voice talent, you know, to yeah. get that vocal take at their house or wherever at a studio near them by themselves. You don't need a whole team. So it's one of the safest, safest options for the talent, at least. And then even with the animators, that's a job that can be done remote heavily. Um, and they could be purchasing films. And yeah. I mean, I like they did Timmy failure. They purchased that. And that was, yeah. in my opinion, great. Even though you refused to see it. Um, Honestly, but, uh, but they were purchased. Watched, <laughs> they purchased it at Sunday daughter and was like, this should have been on the Disney channel. So maybe they should have purchased that mess and put it on Disney. Which one? <laughs> the King's daughter. Oh yeah. <laughs> they could have purchased that for $5. I don't know how much. Just something but... like it's just, it was shocking to me that they had literally almost nothing coming out in uh and boba fett is not really making a wave right yeah. now like it's very lukewarm i i can't imagine the viewership is all that great for the boba mm -hmm. fett show it just seems very kind of dead yeah um, i think there can be a lot of people pulling their subscriptions you know like i kind of need it for what i do but i mean I know. there's no These reason kids? to be subscribed to disney plus until march in my these opinion. kids though they might kill their parents i don't know if the parents <laughs> could... in Kanto, that's what people are watching on repeat right now these kids might riot <laughs> against true. their parents if they try to uh, cancel <laughs> that is true uh, one of my one of the people i follow on twitter did post uh that that, uh, that he said my child is responsible for watching three of the luca of we're watching it 300 times and he, he put this picture of his little kid looking at it <laughs> Yeah. So that that's what we've always said too. Like that's the difference between HBO Max, which arguably has put out some of the best original content just quality wise. Most yeah. things HBO Max does is, is good, uh, but they're just not still, even all this time later, they're not gaining those big subscriber counts. Oh. And I think it's just that rewatch that Disney plus has kids specifically children are notorious for rewatches you know they yeah. grab something they love and they want to watch it just over and over so yeah. disney just inherently has that advantage that even if they don't have a bunch of new great content they have yeah. the rewatchability on their service and especially with kids they're like no i want to watch this <laughs> i don't want to watch that new thing just putting Kanto <laughs> back on <laughs> I know as a kid, that was definitely the case with me at yeah, watching, you know, Little, Little Mermaid, American Tale, uh, Sleeping Beauty, yeah. Cinderella, 
watch those over and yeah, over and over a kid again. growing up in the the age of the renaissance you know i was yeah. watching lion king constantly oh, yeah. i was re-watching aladdin constantly <laughs> <laughs> you know one of the the weird one that i watched tons and tons and tons was sound of music which uh-huh. is like random for a little kid but i watched that over and over, and over well again. my weird one was the poltergeist so <laughs> you know uh <laughs> pixar is going to have a theatric release because i think disney will not put light ear to disney plus i i just i hope not um, i i can't imagine they will i mean toy story everyone makes you know they've all been made so much money that even though this isn't a toy story film i can't imagine they would risk not trying to capitalize on toy story box office i would be i would be actually shocked if they chose to put light year to disney plus but yeah how are you but, feeling about turning red well you can see my oh. uh, my wallpaper <laughs> on my phone <laughs> I'm very right. excited about it. I think it looks so cute. I, I, you know, that it's just going to be talking about mental health and, and this little girl. And I think she looks, she kind of reminds me, reminds me of Lilo a little bit and just yeah. being sort of awkward and weird. And um, I think it looks, looks really cute. What do you think? I really, yeah, I think I love what they're doing with May May specifically. I think she looks really fun. And I think she feels already like a pretty relatable character to a lot of people, a lot of grownups even, as well as yeah. kids, like remembering that. Um, I love the boy band thing. I love that her and her little, <laughs> her little yeah. f- group of friends are way into this K-pop band. Um, but- <laughs> yeah. And you don't see that many, I don't know, movies, animated films set in sort of current times like this you know of course you have Lilo and Stitch you have Big Hero 6 you have you have some but usually they're in some kind of fantasy world of some kind or something like that yeah so they're current day maybe but we don't Mm -hmm. really know because they're not on earth not on our earth at least um Mm -hmm. so yeah I just I am excited for turning red the trailer wanes for me some parts I think look really fun some parts I'm like "Mm." we'll see Uh, um but i'm hopeful for it i hope i'm hopeful for those issues you mentioned i you know uh, luca aside (laughs) pixar especially recently is just i mean they're always really good at giving you that entertainment level on the top you know and then giving you a lot more to think about underneath so it's always fun but also has more to really like chew on and that's when i personally think pixar is at its best when we have the the inside outs of the world that's funny that's fun you have these lovable characters it's bright it's beautiful but there's a lot more going on and i think the potential is definitely here plus i'm interested in the cultural aspects i feel like this is a great way to do it as well because it seems like we're not going super heavy it's not um an asian fable of some sort she just is, and it's part of her heritage. Um, so it's kind of just there uh, yeah. to be a part of it, but it's not like the full story. And I think that that will be really nice as well to get a to get a story like that. Yeah, I mean, I the one I the one that I had more of the issue with compared to when you say with Luca, I had more issues with Soul. Actually, I just felt like the story got really messy, and I admire the ambition, and I didn't 
dislike it. I gave it a yeah. positive review, but I just like Wolfwalkers a lot better. Um, and so that kind of soured me a little bit. <laughs> but, but, and I was super hyped for it because I love Pete Doctor's movie so much. So it was a little bit disappointing to me, but it was still a very ambitious and interesting film. Um, and so, uh, but then Luca came and it was just sort of a soft Peaceful. Like turning red could yeah, be film. I feel like they're the best when they're in between Luca. Yeah, and Soul. I think so. Like when they're a little bit deeper than Luca, but they're they're a little more fun than yeah. Soul. Like when they find that middle ground between those two is when Pixar is really firing on all engines. I think and I so. think turning red seems like maybe it has the potential at least to fit right in that, like maybe a little bit lighter, but I think there's enough in there that we could really get something special. Yeah. And so I'm going to give this a four. I'm really looking forward to it and uh, I hope it'll be good. Yeah, I'm going to go three. I have a little bit of hesitancy, but I, I am excited. Yeah. So speaking of DreamWorks, now we have the bad guys coming out 422. And this is Mr. Wolf, Mr. Snake, Mr. Piranha, Mr. Shark, and Miss Tarantula hatch a plot to pull off the ultimate heist. And I love the animation in the trailer that we've gotten so far. It's got that kind of hybrid 2D, 3D look to it, which I love, you know, whether it's Captain Underpants or Spider-Verse or Mitchell's vs. Machines, I love that style. Uh, And so it's very exciting to see that coming from DreamWorks. And like we said, they've had such a rough stretch for a long time, basically at like a direct-to-DVD level as far as their films in my opinion and now we get this and i am so hopeful that this is good it looks pretty funny to me um so i'm hopeful it's based on a book um what did you think of this trailer yeah so this trailer that's what i was saying when we talked about him earlier a little bit is i'm hopeful but still a little bit nervous um the the comedy wanes already in that trailer for me on like it lands and then it's like mm. so once we get to the film, I, I I anticipate I'll probably be in that same boat, <laughs> unless it's way funnier than I expect. I like the concept, though. Uh, I really think the the idea is a lot of fun. I do like the animation, um, and I, I like a little bit of a, a conflicted hero, if you will. I, I like mm. the the anti heroes, especially in animation. We don't get them. All that often these kind of morally gray uh lead characters in family oriented animation yeah and it does have a kind of wreck it ralph vibes in that way yeah like so the, yeah so yeah and, uh, i think there's a lot of potential here too to it does it to have a really great good. cast sam rockwell aquafina anthony ramos uh so it, it's got a fun cast i i just i just hope it'll be good i hope it'll be funny We'll see. I'm going to give, I'm going to be bold and give it a three. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go a two. Mm-hmm. All right. We have DC league of super pets. This is from illumination. It's on the 20th. It's crypto. The super dog and Superman are inseparable best friends sharing the same superpowers and fighting crime side by side in metropolis. However, crypto must master his own powers for a rescue mission when Superman is kidnapped. What do you think about this one? Mm, I'm not in <laughs> love with that trailer at all. Um, I don't know. I mean, The Rock always seems like he's having fun. Uh, that's kind of my most positive part about it. 
<laughs> I'm not really looking forward to DC League of Super Pets, to be honest. Um, it gives me life of Secret Life of Pets vibes to an extent. Add on top of that, because uh, even Kevin Hart is in it, right? Kevin Hart is one of the voices here too. Yeah, it actually isn't Illumination. I thought it was, it's but it's Warner, Warner Brothers, Animation. Right? Yeah, Sorry it's Warner about Animation. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, I can understand why you were thinking Illumination though, because it gives off Secret Life of Pets vibes heavily in that trailer <laughs> even in animation style mm -hmm. uh this seems like it should have gone to hbo max as an exclusive to me rather than a theatrical i don't know i just mm, I, i'm not really looking forward to it sorry yeah i mean yeah. if it goes uh like um shoot just lost me the um the uh what was the the sh the show that they made a movie off of that was DC characters oh oh Teen Titans go to the movie yes Teen Titans go to the movie uh, if it if it's meta kind of like that and funny mm -hmm. I uh, like that one yeah. then I could could enjoy it but I don't know it just looks it looks harmless but generic I, mean, I would say I, I I was not looking forward to Teen Titans go to the movies heading into yeah. the theater and then I, I ended up really enjoying it and having me a lot too. of fun with it so DC maybe you can prove me wrong again but as of right <laughs> now this is another one that's uh, I'm less excited for it than the bad guys but it's still right around that sure maybe like a 1.5 <laughs> I agree um so yeah, I'd probably give 1.5, maybe a two if I'm being generous. Okay, yeah. then we have the Bob's Burger movie and this on the 27th, currently at least. The Belchers trying to save the restaurant from closing as a sinkhole forms in front of it while the kids try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant. Now, I have tried to get into Bob's Burgers multiple times. I have failed. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like people need to tell me these are the good ones and maybe that will get me into it. I just, I don't know. I just don't think it's funny. Uh, and I certainly don't think it's anywhere in the discussion with, uh, with the Simpsons. That's for sure. But you know, I mean, this will be fine for the fans that then that's who it's made for and they'll enjoy it. I mean, they can't put it directly to Disney plus because, it's a Fox property, so it would go to HBO Max. So that's why it has to get a, a theatrical. Yeah. Otherwise, it does seem like this would be perfect for yeah. Streaming. Yeah, I agree. This is one that probably would have gone there if uh, the rights weren't wobbly. <laughs> uh, I, I don't watch Bob's Burgers, so I'm not. I'm indifferent towards the yeah. Bob's Burgers movie. Hope it's good for the fans. But right, exactly. My personal excitement is like a one because yeah, I just, same. it's not on my radar. Right. I mean, I'm a little bit happy to see a 2D yeah. animated film. That's that's the only real choice. Yeah, that that it. is the champion for Bob's Burgers <laughs> is it's a 2D animation. I wish the 2D animation looked a little bit You know, I it mean, is what it is. It is no, I just didn't think compared to, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm like a prude when it comes to animation. I, I like Rick and Morty and this was no Rick and Morty. I don't know. I just, I just don't, I don't enjoy it. So anyway, uh, so we have Lightyear in June, June 17th, the story of Buzz Lightyear and his adventures to infinity and beyond. I don't understand this. I just still, I mean, maybe I'm stupid. <laughs> I don't get it. Like supposedly the director said this was about the show that Andy liked to watch, but it's about the real person 
not the show or it is what Andy likes because it does not look like something Andy would like. Um, when you're talking first, first, first Toy, Toy Story, Story movie, it's like they've got Starman playing and it's all serious and, uh, you know, like they have a different voice for why. I don't, underst- I don't understand that. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And people are like, wow, what's wrong with you? Why don't you get it? And I still don't get it. Explain it to me. I don't oh. understand. It's about I, the real light year, but it's the one that Andy watched the show of. I guess so. I mean, it's kind of how I'm interpreting it. Like the show is based on this man um, that was actually a, a uh, whatever an astronaut. Does the real man actually meet like Emperor Zerg? That that's in the show that Andy watched with Emperor yes. Zerg. And then this is the real man who the there's show. Probably, I was can't based imagine on. there's any sort of Emperor Zerk in this <laughs> in the real world. Um, I mean, he's very light years dad canonically. Like, what? be very shocked if uh, Emperor Zerk shows up in Lightyear at all, uh, unless maybe like a reference at the end as they're creating the show or something. I don't know. It feels kind of <laughs> biopic. <laughs> This is Pixar's biopic of their fictional character <laughs> for Lightyear. Um, I, I mean, I knew right away you wouldn't like it because the trailer gave First Man vibes heavily, and I, I don't, I, I can't imagine it wasn't intentional. Like, oh, I mean, I, the, I agree. the look, everything about that trailer was very First Man, like even more so than the other. And I mean, that's what was confusing because why would Andy like First Man? Just, he's a little child i mean in in usual form at the least it looks stunning i mean the animation looks really beautiful if we actually get to go to space i think that will be a lot of fun because we've gone to space kind of in pixar films but i don't know getting like a, a that kind of visual idea from pixar could be a lot of fun i mean wally we went to space yes and wally is a delight although i don't think pixar <laughs> light year is going to be anything like wally um but <laughs> uh i i don't know i think it Fortunately. looks beautiful um yeah it's i mean i'll never like, count pixar out i ever i and i i've yet they they don't have a movie that i hate of theirs i just don't get it and I guess I'm just, I don't know what it is with me in sci-fi these days. I just, I don't get most of it. I'm like, what is happening here? And I guess the, the thing about it that really confused me was the fact that the director said this was based on the, the character that Andy was a fan of. I do wonder, especially with these trailers though, I mean, it, uh, how accessible is this going to be to children? Yeah. It definitely I mean, seems like a more adult leaning picture. Yeah, I don't think kids are jamming it out to Starman. <laughs> I mean, even more so than Soul, at least from a marketing standpoint, yeah. Soul at least had an appeal to kids. Like when you watch the marketing, we had, you know, little mm-hmm. 23 and we had the cat and even the animation style was more jovial. Um the film itself, I don't know how accessible Soul is still to this day for children. At least I'm, I don't think, I don't know that they connect with, with yeah. that message. Uh, but Lightyear, right off the bat, 
it definitely feels like it's made for adults. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Maybe the I second trailer. <clears throat> you know, that's fine. If they want to make a movie for adults, I don't have a problem with that. But I just think I'm just still confused about what it really is. And I, I feel like they have a road to climb in helping people understand what the heck this movie is. Yeah, I, I assume we'll get a second trailer probably somewhere around turning red, um, maybe, rather than just that teaser. Um, no, I would, if it was me, I would do like a little featurette. Introduced to the world of whatever, yeah. or like with, you'd have Tim Allen's Buzz Lightyear yes. narrating the featurette, explaining what's going on. I think that would help a lot. I also, th- I mean, I do think it's a little weird that they stopped the phrase at the end of that trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they're just like, to infinity, and then they cut it. it um, I don't know. I think that's kind of a weird choice, because that's like the one thing to really hook people back to the Toy Story. Like, if you want to bank on the Toy Story box office love, and you want to get Toy Story fans hyped and involved, I don't know, you have to have a couple tie-ins more than just his outfit. Agreed. I'm giving it a two. I'm going to go uh, three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little more excited than you, Rachel. Um, all right. Then we have Minions, The Rise of Guru on July 1st. The untold story of one 12-year-old's dream to become the world's greatest supervillain. So I am glad that they are going back to Guru because the previous Minions movie, which I hated, um, <laughs> didn't have very much grew at all until the very ending and he there he's it's just better like the minions are a decent side character for comic relief but when they're the main subjects i want to die <laughs> and i thought that first minions movie was terrible i hated it it was terribly written it was terribly done I didn't like it. This one, I am so tired of seeing these trailers for three years. Please put me out of my misery. Yeah, this, no, I am not excited for this trailer at all. No. Um, I don't know. I'm, I've never really been one for even the Despicable Me films. They're not my favorite at all. Yeah. Um, and that Minions, I did not like. It was very strange. The structure of that first Minions movie was really weird. Mm. Um I mean, they, they spent all that time going to villain con and then that, and then they, that the, once they're in England, the, that whole plot line is basically forgotten and doesn't it's mean It's literally anything. like, it was like three episodes of a television series that they strung together for yeah. a movie. Like they, it was it a was. disjointed stories. I don't know. It was not good. And, this, that, and mm-hmm. really kind of tawdry and they, most of the jokes were, were kind of gross. And I mean, just off putting to me at yeah, least. No. I don't Honestly, need to see a minion in a thong. That's for sure. And you know you're going to get more of that buffoonery in this <laughs> Minions. And I agree. That's that's the thing with spinoffs so often is that people gravitate towards side characters. It just kind of happens yeah. naturally because they get more room to be over the top or they get more room to be funny. Whereas oftentimes the, the lead has to be more central. So it's easy to gravitate towards like these fun characters off to the side. That doesn't mean they need the focus to suddenly be on them. And I think that's what studios, they 
they get mixed up. They're like, oh, everybody loves this. Let's make a movie just about this. And we're like, oh, no, no, no. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah, they don't want this. Uh, okay. <laughs> and Minions is the perfect example of that. Except, you know what? Again, what do we know? Uh, Illumination will probably make a billion dollars with Minions Rise of Gru. The merchandising is off the charts for these Minions. So what yeah. do we know? I think so. It probably will be the next billion dollar movie after uh, after Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, I mean, the way Sing 2 performed, at least I liked Sing 2. This, I don't know if I don't know about that. I, but... I give it a zero. Oh! <laughs> I have no... Okay, I, I was going one. Uh, Rachel <laughs> just said, screw the scale. We're going even lower. All right, so then we have another one that has been talked about forever is Blazing Samurai, supposedly coming out on the 22nd, an action-packed animated comedy for all the family inspired by Mel Brooks' timeless classic Blazing Saddles. Hank, a lovable dog with a head full of dreams about becoming a samurai, sets off in search of his destiny. (laughs) I mean, we haven't gotten a trailer for this. It has been... I don't know how long. I mean, practically, I think the whole time that I have been on YouTube, this has been talked about Blazing Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and I'm not that big a fan of of uh, Blazing Saddles. So. Oh, good. I'm not the only hot take. I also <laughs> I think overrated, especially yeah. on Mel Brooks films. I'm like, mm. I mean, I would I'm way kidding. way rather watch Young Frankenstein oh, God, any no. day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't my know. brother loved legs and saddles i mean a uh, lot of people some, love it something about because it has a lot of flatulence humor yes, and when does. you're like i don't know when you're like a 10 to 15 year old boy i feel like that's like prime <laughs> for that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so this one is a one for me i mean we just don't maybe if we had a trailer and it looked funny yeah, but maybe and what is this it's going this is from paramount yes yeah i believe so but oh. i think it'll go right there with rumble which i <laughs> didn't see i haven't seen yet oh you never watched <laughs> rumble. i didn't watch it i was too busy with christmas movies well you're not missing much so <laughs> no. there's that okay so then we have luck and the curtain is pulled back on the millennia old battle between the organizations of good luck and bad luck that secretly affect our daily lives uh we don't have a trailer for this or much information um what do you think of that plot i think honestly it sounds okay it's another one from paramount um and this one is actually already confirmed going to apple tv plus yeah it's skydance animation this is their first movie that they've done yeah so this is produced by john lasseter so it's a little bit controversial in that way um because he's president of skydance uh now and they did have uh um not this one but another one that i that emma thompson quit yeah working for because she didn't want to be associated with john laster um I personally kind of feel like if he was up to his old shenanigans, we probably would have heard about it. Um, so that kind of gives me hope that he's, you know, learning correctly, I guess, or learned. Um, and I try not to hold the film 
accountable yeah. for one yeah, producer's, you know, a producer whatever. specifically rather than, you know, somebody more directly related uh, yeah. on the project and working on it. Um, honestly, I think the the concept sounds really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple TV Plus, the, you know, they're not a big streaming service by any means. Nobody has it. I don't have Apple TV Plus. Whoop. Uh, but they they're another one i i really appreciate what they're doing though because they seem to really be another one that has quality material mostly and they're taking risks on some of their stuff obviously they were the home for wolf walkers um they they seem to really be trying to make a platform of quality material at the least so that also does give me hope it's true. I mean, I love Ted Lasso so much. I loved Schmigadoon. It was hilarious. And Wolf Walker's so good. Coda. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was Coda. acquired by Apple. They That's acquired the, the fan award that Rachel didn't like this year, uh, but they did acquire uh, the cha-cha. Oh, yeah, which is the perfect spot Sundance. for that, uh, that. I would say I was more mixed on it. I didn't give it fresh, but I didn't hate um, it or something. But so that, yeah, that also gives me hope is that, you know, Apple TV Plus seems to be really curating like quality content mm-hmm. on their platform. The, yeah. And the it also it has a female writer and director, which is cool in animation. You don't see yeah, that every day. Don't see that often. Um, and, you know, the cast is solid. Jane Fonda, Whoopi Goldberg mm-hmm. uh, are in it. So uh, and John Ratzenberg, he's in it. Uh, you don't hear him that often on Pixar. Simon Pegg, um, a little Lil Ray Howry. So it has a, a pretty good cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give it a three. I'm I'm excited, and uh, hopefully it'll be it'll be fun to see what a new kind of like with Ron's gone wrong. It was interesting to see kind of what a new player in the field uh, had to say. And I really enjoyed Ron's gone wrong. Okay. Though I don't think this is gonna be like that. I think it's gonna be a different feel probably but yeah i'd say about a three sounds good to me okay then we have puss in boots the last wish this is puss in boots discovers that his passion for adventure has taken its toll he has burned through eight of his nine lives puss sets out on an epic journey to find the mythical last wish and restore his nine lives it sounds like he needs to go into luck (laughs) so dreamworks is back again (laughs) I actually like the original Puss in Boots. It's one of my favorites in the Shrek franchise. I think it's funny. It has some good action, animated action. Uh, and uh, I, I think that there, that I've, I've long said that I think that Antonio Banderas and Puss in Boots is one of the best uses of celebrity voice casting that you could have. That is a yeah. perfect fit yeah, between perfect. character and, uh, and a voice. Uh, I just... I mean, I guess, I don't know, is DreamWorks desperate? It just feels yeah. a little bit like they're pulling at anything because Shrek is coming back to, um, I don't know, it feels like they're like, let's go back to the what worked for us in the 2000s, yeah. <laughs> what was popular in our, in our prime. Um, like you said, I liked the first person. The, the synopsis sounds kind of funny. Uh, you know, a cat has burned through eight of their nine lives. Um I mean, I'm I'm nervously hopeful that it's fun like the first one. That's the thing with these like delayed uh, sequels that 
come out, you know, over a decade after their predecessor are so hit or miss. Every now and then we get one that's really fun and really yeah. funny. Uh, but then there's two or three others that I'm like, oh, okay. Plus, I feel like never. this was kind of rushed. It, yeah. I, I mean, it's not one of those projects that you've been hearing about for two, three years that people have been working on. I feel like it just got announced like a couple months ago and then we're <laughs> getting it in September. Supposedly it's coming out in September. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean they haven't been working on it for years. We just yeah. might not have heard about it, but I feel like uh, we would have heard about it earlier. I don't know. It's just, so that makes me a little nervous too, but I'm going to give it a two. I hope it will be a surprise, but we'll see. Hmm. What would you give it? Yeah, two. Two, two sounds good. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not like, it could be fun, but I, I need to see. Mm -hmm. I'm nervous. All right. So then we have our Disney offering for the year. We have Strange World on the 23rd of November. It's the original action adventure journeys deep into an uncharted and treacherous land where fantastical creatures await the legendary Clods, Clods a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and by far most crucial mission. So this does have a little bit of sort of wild thornberries feel to it, which I, I really enjoy. I think it's about a family of explorers uh, or the, even the crudes maybe a little bit. Um, I, uh, we only have one concept animation uh, piece that has been released, uh, but you know, I'll always be excited for a Disney animated film. And I mean, I always love their musicals more than the non-musicals. Uh, but, uh, but I would, you know, I'm still going to give this like a three. I hope. Yeah. I mean, typically Disney kills it with their, uh, Thanksgiving offering. It's not often yeah. that I outright dislike their Thanksgiving film, certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, and in this current revival, um, that is ongoing, I mean, they haven't really, there's nothing in here that I think is terrible like uh, yeah. in this current age of disney i think they have been really consistently strong with every output so what's yeah. not to trust with the the current direction so yeah i mean it's, it's hard to go like four when we haven't gotten much but at this yeah. point yeah three for sure yeah okay then we have uh spider-man across the spider-verse part two this is on october 7th oh part one uh, part one why did i say part two part one then we have spider-man across the spider-verse part one on the seventh and smiles morales returns for the next chapter of the oscar-winning spider-verse saga an epic adventure that will transport brooklyn's full-time friendly neighborhood spider-man across the multiverse to join forces with gwen stacy and a new team of spider people to face off with a villain more powerful than anything they have ever encountered so I didn't know that they were doing a part one and part two. Uh, so that reveal in the trailer was very exciting to me. I guess other yeah. people knew and it wasn't as big a surprise, but, uh, but I was, oh, what, you know, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm super pumped for this. I loved the, the original, yeah. uh, the only thing that makes me a tiny bit nervous is some of the people behind America, the motion picture uh are are working on this one including the writer uh but i have trust in lord and miller even though they were also producing america the motion picture uh but they've had certainly more hits than misses so yes. i i'm hopeful and uh yes yeah, my most uh anticipated superhero movie of the year and mm -hmm. most anticipated one of my most anticipated movies of the year 
Yeah, I'm really excited too. I love Into the Spider-Verse. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and the the trailer looked good. I don't know if it's just because I love the first one so much that I was like, okay, like, yeah, this I, I'm on board. But it was just kind of a teaser. So um, Do you know about it being two parts before I, the trailer? I didn't. I didn't yeah. know that it was two parts. So yeah, uh, it's interesting. Uh, will people drag it over the coals like they did Dune? Uh, will it be a... <laughs> Will they cut it in the middle of the story and make people mad like Dune? I don't know, but uh, hopefully it'll be more like uh, Infinity War, yeah, you know, versus um, uh, the people didn't seem to care that that was or Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's all one big thing. They just sliced <laughs> it up. Um, so I give this a four. Yeah. I'm really excited. No, yeah. I, who? How can you not be excited for right. Across the Spider-Verse? Come on now. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, all right. So then we have in December, we have Pinocchio, a darker version of the classic children's fairy tale of a wooden puppet that transforms into a real living boy. And uh, we got the trailer or teaser uh, just uh, this last week yeah. for this. And uh, it's Guillermo del Toro. I don't know how you also how you can't be at least intrigued what's going to happen. I'm excited. I mean, I thought the trailer looked really good Mm -hmm. already. I was uh, instantly. So this this is my other like four with Spider-Man. I don't know. I love Guillermo del Toro. Most times he's another director that very rarely fully misses for me. Of course, he has like varying degrees, but at least, like you said, uh, uh, how can you not be intrigued whenever he's actually directing? Because, you know, he's one of those directors that's a name gets like tagged on because he's producing something and they're like, oh, put Gabriel on right, there. Right, like, oh, no, yeah. no, no. Uh, but when he's actually <laughs> directing and this is his first animated film, uh, you know, he, he dabbles in fairy tale like storytelling all the time like in all of his darker films even even nightmare alley i felt had a very mm-hmm. storybook fable especially with that ending yeah. the very fable ending. well in shape of water very shape of, yeah fable. um of course um pan's labyrinth is a, a yeah. dark fairy tale so he he really likes this fairy tale dark storytelling so to see him get to do it on like an actual fairy tale and in animation i'm excited mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I I'm gonna give it a four. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see how it compares with the Geppetto movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that did we're you like to. that? Did you like that last Pinocchio we got? Did you see it? The one that got like randomly nominated for oh, no, I didn't hair see and it. makeup and stuff. Yeah, was it okay. good? I didn't did see like it either. Oh, I didn't yeah. watch it. No. <laughs> um, but I like. I mean, this is a seems like a a take on the book not a remake of the disney film and it's once again uh, like a stop motion going to netflix so yeah there you go all right so then we have well what would you i'd give it i think i'd give it a four yeah it's a four for me yeah four all right so then we have mario on in december and it's a plumber named mario travels through an underground labyrinth with his brother luigi to try uh save a captured princess so this is based on of course the video game uh um i don't know <laughs> what do you think wait so is mario god is this illumination who is this illumination yeah yeah i was like it's illumination right okay uh no i'm so- <laughs> i don't know that cast was way out of whack i am really shocked but i mean 
so Chris Pratt got cast as a voice actor for two different things. This is the lesser egregious one because I don't understand why you would cast Chris Pratt for the voice of Garfield. Like what has Chris Pratt's career ever given you that says Garfield? I don't know. Uh, but oh, whatever. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. I just wish, I don't know why they can't like just hire an Italian voice actor for Mario so that we don't get Jared Leto style, you know, caricature work. I don't understand (sighs) why they need to hire a celebrity in the first place for this movie. The whole appeal is that it's like, is that it's Mario. It sells itself. Yeah. People are watching it because they have an affection for the show. I mean, for the game and there's just no reason i can't picture anybody that's like oh i wasn't gonna see that movie oh chris pratt now i'm going (laughs) like nobody is gonna do that so what's the point there's really none and they did it up and down the board like they got this full celebrity voice cast and you know nintendo sells themselves they're the one of the biggest if not maybe the biggest gaming brand in the world everyone knows mario it's going to be a hit overseas like illumination does but Uh, I don't know. That's the only thing, though, that does give me a tiny bit of hope is because Nintendo has been extremely reluctant to lend out their IPs after the first Super Mario movie was a disaster. (laughs) And they they let a a little bit for Wreck-It Ralph and for Pixels, which who knows why on that one. Yeah. But um, but very few. I I guess they they they've let a few of their IPs out for for films, and so the fact that they trusted illumination they must have an idea that appealed to them or something so i'm excited that it's animated because mm-hmm. especially after the disaster that they tried there's no need for a mario movie to ever be live action i'm sorry okay. don't ever make it live action the only way to do it is go full animated to me um I don't know. I just, with Illumination, seeing how they did like the Grinch and stuff doesn't instill any sort of faith in me. Seeing how they've adapted actual other property, because most of their stuff is not really adapted, but when they have done adapted work, Lorax, it's not been good. So, mm, and their brand of humor, I don't know. It's just, I'm real nervous. I'm way nervous for Mario. this Um, untitled mario yeah Yeah, i'm gonna give it a one i mean it just seems also like a hard property to to adapt you have this plumber and i mean i don't know it's just kind of weird this plumber collecting coins (laughs) like to save i mean yeah i just and uh, we've already skewered this whole idea of like the princess you know captured in the thing you know shrek already took that down so it's hard to like come back yeah the whole concept is is very strange video games we already know they're tough they're tough to adapt and i don't know that illumination is the the (laughs) creative visionaries to do a good job You, I have to ask you, this is not animation related. Are you getting worried about Uncharted? I know you're a big Tom Holland guy, but. No, I'm excited. (laughs) I'm still excited, Rachel. (laughs) I'm still here. (laughs) I hope it's good. I don't know. Um, Uh, But uh, all right. Uh, What would you give Mario then? Yeah, a one one yeah okay i'm sorry agreed uh then we have wendell and wild 
and this is going to be on Netflix. And it's two scheming demon brothers, Wendell and Wild, must face their arch nemesis, the demon dusting nun, Sister Helly, and her two acolytes, the goth teens of Cat and Roal. And I'm just waiting for everyone to somehow think this is a Tim Burton movie because it's a Henry Selick movie and the poor man has got no love. Uh, um, so this is Monkey Paw is also a, a production, which is uh, the Jordan Peele. I mean, he's in the film oh, as well. Okay, yeah, that um, makes sense. So he's one of the production companies, which makes me interested in it as well. Um, it has has a little bit darker of a tone. Of course, it's Henry Selleck, uh, Monkey Paw, you know, it has it's about demons and nuns. Uh, <laughs> I'm really intrigued. I'm interested. It's also it's going to Netflix once again. Um, sounds cool to me. I, I will definitely be waiting and ready. The artwork looked cool that I saw for it. So yeah. And it has music by Bruno Callis who did all of the, um, the, uh, um, Tom Moore movies for studios, uh, cartoon saloon. So yeah, that's, yeah. Sounds good. I'm excited. I, yeah. I'm, 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 it's probably a three without much to go on <laughs> mm-hmm. just on yeah. concept and talent alone. Yeah. Uh, all right, then we have Escape from Hat. A, des- a desperate rabbit rallies an unexpected band of allies to help him escape from the inside of a magician's hat and return to the human uh, boy he loves. And this is directed by Mark Osborne, who did the first Kung Fu Panda. Okay. So that is interesting, I yeah. think. I like it, sounds like kind of a clever story. I guess yeah. it's based on a book. Okay. And this will also be going to net Netflix. Yeah, it's another Netflix film. Uh it's another one we don't know much about. These last like group of them are like in limbo land a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we're they're coming sometime, but we don't know too much. Um, this is uh was 20th Century Fox and then acquired by by Netflix. Okay. It has been in production for a long time. It started in 2017. And then oh. the animation got started in 2018. So it's been a long time coming. Um, that gives me a little bit more pause, I guess. <laughs> um, but I hope, I don't know. It sounds like it could be fun. It could be mm-hmm. like a fun offering. 20th Century Fox does well enough, I'd say, for the most part. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like a 2.5. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. Then we have the amazing Maurice. The story follows Maurice, a streetwise cat who has the perfect money-making scam. He finds dumb look, a dumb-looking kid who plays a pipe and has his very own horde of rats who are strangely illiterate. So... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I hate things with rats. It's so gross. Oh, sorry. I mean, even, even uh, Ratatouille, sometimes I struggle with the rats. But... Uh, uh, but the uh with because they're so realistic looking but um this it's a cat maurice the streetwise cat um this is also an adaptation right of a book or a story of some kind mm -hmm. i believe yeah based on the 2001 book the amazing maurice and his educated rodents and his educated rodents (laughs) (laughs) okay um i think the amazing maurice is a better title i'm I'm glad they chopped off the last part um I'm not a rodent person. Yeah, me either, actually, at all. That's why it took me years, actually, to watch Ratatouille. I didn't watch it until I did that reaction yeah. on the channel because I just saw uh, rats. Mm, they, uh-huh. um, I, is this 
2D, do you know? Um, it or... looks like CG. Oh, is it CG? Okay. Sky Cinema. I know it's a UK production. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it could be cute or could be a hot mess to me. Sky honest. Cinema is the people who did Extinct. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe 1.5. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it has a great, it has a very British cast. It's got Amelia Clark and Gemma Ayrton and Hugh Bonneville. And- Except, let me just say, Amelia Clark, um, post Game of Thrones career, oh, gives me a little bit of pause. I love her to death, uh, but she gives me a little bit of pause when she's in a project. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, Terminator yeah, Genesis. No. <laughs> and then uh and then she was in that Me Before You, which I Before hated. You. Oh, the last Christmas. So yeah. solo. Oh man. Um yeah. uh, I give I, I give this a one for the rats and also for <laughs> Extinct. <laughs> you yeah. watched Extinct too, didn't I you? I did. It it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't good. Like what? what was this concept why why are they donuts why are they donut animals (laughs) i didn't understand remember as i was going towards i was like netflix okay i'm gonna go with one of the two either the escape to the outback or whatever or extinct and i was like "Mm, i can get more on board with actual little animals Okay, so what what are you gonna? I'm gonna give it a one. Yeah, one point five. I'll, yeah. I'll give it a little nudge, but no, no. Okay. Um, we have high in the clouds. This is uh, a squirrel embarks on a journey to find an animal sanctuary, um, and this is um, uh, based on a, another one based on a book. Okay. Um, let's see here. It's based on a book by Paul McCartney. Random. Uh, <laughs> this is also going to be at netflix yeah. um and it says here in the article paul mccartney animated film high in the clouds headed to netflix hmm. um per statement high in the clouds tells the story of teenage squirrel named whirl who finds himself pulled into a ramshackle gang of teenage rebels who live high in the clouds after he accidentally antagonizes Gretsch the owl, the tyrannical, their tyrannical leader who steals the voice of anyone who upstages her. That sounds like a lot. It says, but it does have seven or eight new songs from Paul McCartney for the movie, oh, wow. including one featuring Lady Gaga. McCartney will provide original songs and music for the Netflix film, although it's unclear if that includes any previously reported tracks. So that should up your excitement a little yeah. bit. It's musical yeah. Rachel yeah. by that's Paul right. McCartney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there I mean, I don't know anybody that's that's not at least a little excited for eight new songs from Paul McCartney. But yeah, in a movie, an animated film. Uh, part, it says we are thrilled to be partnering with Netflix. McCartney said of the project, they complement what is already being already an amazing team with Gaumont, and we can think of no one better to be working with to bring our film to a global audience. I've always loved animated films, and this is hugely important passion project for me. I can't wait for the world to see it. All right, look at that, Sir Paul McCartney, animated yeah, film lover. Look at that. <laughs> First, uh, that sounded real dark for a second because when they said they're living high in the clouds after he angered an owl, I was like, oh, he's dead. 
okay um right the and then also a ghost also describing the kid as dumb looking is kind of mean <laughs> yeah um i don't know it could be i mean that article certainly did its job hyping me up a little bit more <laughs> for the film because at first i was like what in the world um i don't know maybe like a two a two-ish um just for the music alone i am gonna be bold and say a three oh. but uh and he says it's his passion project yeah, passion project i know i'm so nice um <laughs> So and then we have My Father's Dragon, which is also based on a book. A lot of books. Yes. Um, this is a young boy meets a mysterious cat and they embark on a grand adventure to Wild Island where they search for a captive dragon. Another Netflix movie. Another one. <laughs> uh, and this one... Uh, this cartoon one is saloon, done isn't it? yeah it's cartoon saloon so that makes me really excited as i say instantly that ups the excitement like if they're if it's from cartoon saloon um it, i can't imagine it's going to be bad yeah like, yeah they haven't produced a bad film um at all really i don't think yeah so that does make me more excited uh, cartoon saloon let's see here um if it says the director um the film is directed by cartoon saloons nora Tumi. Tumi also directed the previous films uh co-directed song of the sea with tom moore and the breadwinner was you know her movie um so you know and that was really good um uh, says the summary of the novel is a young boy runs away from home to rescue an abused baby dragon held captive to serve as a free 24 hour our seven days a week fairy for the lazy wild animals living on wild island so hmm. yeah definitely i mean and I, you can see some of the concept art at least on um on uh, online um yeah i mean i'm always going to be super excited for anything cartoon saloon so you know i'm going to give it like a 3.5 yeah i was like it has to be like a three 3.5 sounds good to me too i mean yeah until they do me wrong, I'll be excited for all of their films. So the last one we have is Chippendale Rescue Rangers, but is that actually a movie or is it a TV show? Is it? I don't... I saw it listed as an animated film of 2022. Let's see here. It says... So Chippen... let's investigate. Chippendale Rescue Rangers is an upcoming American live action CGI animated adventure comedy film based on an, a continuation of the animated TV series of the same name. The film was directed by Akiva Schaefer from a screenplay by Dan Greger, Doug Mann from an original story, Barry Schwartz. Wait, so, so it's a hybrid? So oh, it's no. based on and a continuation of the show. The show. But the show is fully animated and they decided to go hybrid for the movie. Oh yeah, you're right. Very oh. strange. Ve oh my gosh. I <laughs> Years after the Rescue Rangers TV series has ended, Chip and Dale must reteam to save a friend from video piracy. I mean, they must be nervous about this after the Tom and Jerry, although that didn't do that badly at the box office. And HBO Max, it did okay. But oh, uh, yeah, this is going to Disney Plus at least. Um, yeah, a live is... action feature length. <sighs> Mm, this is the one no. <laughs> they're gonna have them talk oh god no 
yeah maybe it's, maybe i'll talk? go maybe i'll go like rachel zero actually um <laughs> if it was oh god if it was fully animated and just kind of a I disney plus show movie, i don't know if they talk in the show oh my gosh disaster <laughs> upcoming disaster um when can we move past this hybrid because it just is still not working um like it just i'm sorry i, I don't they know did have them talk in the show okay i didn't think chip and dale talked but i guess in the show they do um but they have uh tress mcneil and Corey burton doing the voices on the show and they have them now it's um john mulaney and danny samberg so you got to replace the voice actors. Of course, always, right? Yeah. <laughs> Celebrities <laughs> always pushing the voice of actors out of work. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I agree. This will be a skip. This <laughs> on Disney Plus <laughs> for me. No, thank you. I mean, I guess I haven't even watched the show yet. I'm not the target audience. I just, uh, why? If you're, uh, if you're continuing an animated show, why don't you make an animated film like yeah maybe spirited untamed wasn't great or whatever but did, was that a continuation of the show or was that just like show level animation quality yeah i think it's actually different characters i don't think it's the same characters okay. from the show but it's in like the world of the show you know say what you will about that but at least they had the sense to keep it animated when they decided yeah. to look, why, why are you making it a hybrid no no that's true is it hybrid like cg or are they going tom and jerry style where it kind of looks like little 2d characters i don't know i mean i, I guess it doesn't know. matter because tom and jerry was terrible like i was excited for those little 2d characters at least and it was terrible so <sighs> yeah most... you were disappointed by tom and jerry weren't you i liked it more than most but uh but it wasn't great <laughs> um let's see yeah I mean, and then I guess Seth Rogen is going to have a cameo, which sounds really cringe to me. Uh, Principal photography commenced on March 16th, 2021. It does have Larry Fong as the cinematographer who's like, (laughs) what's he doing in this? He's done like Batman v Superman. Okay. 300. What is he doing? It's going to be a dark and let's bring in Zack Snyder to direct the Chippendale Rescuers movie oh lord what yeah, a so. what a weird what a weird <laughs> weird movie I, okay. maybe we were too hard on Mario at least yeah maybe Mario is gonna be a masterpiece next to Chippendale Rescuers <laughs> oh god so okay well we did it that's the yay <laughs> so what are your top three rachel um my top three are turning red um probably my father's dragon and strange world okay probably my top three yeah, my top um, three then, i think yeah probably or me be... and spider-verse spider-verse oh yeah no, i was a little bit shocked you left that spider-verse <laughs> yeah i was like i think i would go with is spider-man across the spider-verse uh pinocchio and my father's dragon yeah, that's probably the three i'm most excited for yeah 
Well, let us know if you're listening, what you're most excited for. We'd love to hear in the comment section or on Twitter. Let us know what you're uh, looking forward to this, uh, this year in animation. Hopefully don't get any of them moved to 2023, but, but, uh, Larry, uh, how can people find you and your content? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at ChiliBoyYT or here on YouTube and on Instagram, both at ChiliBoyProductions. Yes, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also at the Hallmarkies podcast and the Frankcast. Take a look at those. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, make sure that you like this video and subscribe to the channel if you are watching. And if you get through the whole thing, because it's a long video, do hashtag Larry Rach 2022. Then we'll know <laughs> that you actually listened to the whole thing. I probably there's good stuff all throughout. Yeah, I, I think right. we're quite we're quite entertaining and funny. So, so listen through. <laughs> yes. So put that. And uh and uh, and if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. I appreciate that so much. Also have the merch store, which has hashtag animation junkie shirts that are super fun. Take a look at that. And, uh, also check out the Patreon group. We have a lot of fun over there and thanks so much, Larry. I really appreciate it. And, uh, we'll talk again soon. Bye everyone. Bye.